welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week, I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode. This one is a cryptid episode. This week, we're looking at El Chupacabra. Blood-sucking creatures aren't new to folklore, and cryptids aren't known for their fluffy and warm hugs. So it's no surprise that El Chupacabra is both a bloodsucker and not huggable. The name Chupacabra literally translates from Spanish to goat sucker, due to the nature of its attacks. It's been a confusing subject for cryptozoologists in the Americas for around 50 years. There have been sightings in Puerto Rico, Brazil, Chile, Mexico and some states of the United States. All of its attacks are livestock killings, and humans have rarely been attacked by the creature. Mostly, the victims are goats and chickens, but it has been known to attack cattle, sheep, rabbits, cats, and dogs as well. When discovered, the victims are found completely exsanguinated, drained of all their blood. Newspaper reports allude to El Chupacabra way back in the 1950s, but the first official sightings weren't until the 1970s. I managed to find a timeline of the sightings, so I'll have a look through them. In the mid-1970s, several farms in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas reported mutilated cattle. The attacks were attributed to a condor, but the cattle were drained of blood. Around the same time in Brownsville, Texas, a rancher reported a dead bull. There were no tracks around it and no blood on the ground. Nothing was reported then until the 1990s, when the creature had most of its fame. It was even more famous than the Sasquatch and UFOs for a time. In 1994, Joyce Murphy discovered between four and six little greys under a bed in Puerto Rico and chased them away with a broom. The creature seemed to have gained its name in the 1990s after a spate of goat deaths. The first of these sightings was in March 1995. Eight sheep were found dead in Orocovis, Puerto Rico. They had three puncture holes in their chests and were drained of blood. By August, El Chupacabra had been blamed for around 150 animal deaths. In November 1995, deaths of farm animals and household pets were blamed on the creature. It was even said to have ripped open the bedroom window of a house in Caguas to destroy a stuffed teddy bear. It left a puddle of slime and some rancid white meat on the windowsill. Another person saw it in the same day in his backyard in Canavanas. It came out of the brush and bit his dog. In December, 
Bloodless deaths of chickens and cows were reported near Guanaca, and several caged rabbits were found dead with holes in their necks and no blood in Naguabo. Some of the rabbits had disappeared, and strange tracks were found near the cage. It's thought that in a single year, El Chupacabra was responsible for at least 1,000 deaths. In mid-December of 1995, a photo of a Siamese cat surfaced. It had a puncture wound in its skull. The newspaper, Vaquero, released a story suggesting that a giant vampire bat had gotten to Puerto Rico in cargo shipments from South America. On December 21st, near Guanica, a 44-year-old man was grabbed from behind. He tried to fight off his attacker and ended up with cuts on his abdomen, believed to be gouges from fingernails or claws. At Klarneth Falls, Oregon, a pregnant cow was found dead with its right ear missing. Some of the skin was cut from her face and her tongue was cut lengthwise along the top of the teeth. The other teats were removed and left black circles on the surface of it and the genitals and rectum had been removed. There were no signs of blood on the ground at all. Just after Christmas, a woman heard strange noises in her house and a dog barking. A Siamese cat was found nearby, dead and with its genitals removed. Two guinea hens were found with throats slit and four ducks and four rabbits were found dead in their cages. The same day in Saint-Germain, 11 goats were found dead. In early January 1996, eight calves were discovered in Isabella County, Michigan. Two of them had been skinned completely and the other six had been skinned from their necks down. A few days later in Klarneth Falls, Oregon, another calf was discovered. It was missing its right ear and its skull had been removed. There was a quiet time with nothing happening until March 1996. During that month, 40 animal deaths were attributed to the creature and one woman claims to have seen it. There were no sightings in the April, but the creature came back in May, killing a goat in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. The same day in Juarez, Mexico, several people claimed to have seen the creature. In a village in Mexico, another large creature was terrorizing the community. Dozens of animals fell victim to it, but a vague report surfaced of a human suffering the same fate as many of the other animals attacked by this creature. On May 9th, the Espinosa family were attacked in their own home. The front door had been opened by a creature that mumbled and gestured at them. A seven-year-old boy staying at the house said that the creature had stood on his bed and briefly sat on his chest. The next day in Florida, there were multiple reports of El Chupacabra among the Latin community, and in southern Mexico, on the 12th, 28 rams were found dead. The creature dropped off the map after that. Until the early 2000s, at least. In the southwestern states of the US, people began to find corpses resembling the creature. The mystery had been solved. Or had it? I wouldn't be looking at El Chupacabra if it was solved.
I've only done one official episode where the mystery was already solved, and that was an accident. We know that El Chupacabra has travelled a lot, racking up a considerable number of victims. But what does it actually look like? The strange thing about this is that over time, the creature morphed into something else. It wasn't even a small amount of change either. The whole description of the creature was altered somewhere along the timeline. Originally, El Chupacabra was described as being 4.5 to 5.5 feet tall, which is around 137 to 168 centimetres, with an oval-shaped head and large eyes that glow red. A lot of the descriptions of this time state that it has a row of spines that protrude from the back of its head all the way down its spine. The skin of the creature was green, sometimes similar to a frog and sometimes scaly like a lizard. Some reports say that it's accompanied by a smell, specifically that of sulphur. Anyone who smelled sulphur knows that it smells a bit like eggs and I imagine that it would be much scarier if the smell was accompanied by a creature that looks a lot like a stereotypical alien. Somewhere in the timeline of El Chupacabra, its description altered the scales and frog skin disappeared, replaced with smooth and hairless skin. The back spines were gone, and the creature had a tail. It dropped onto all fours and roamed around, looking like some kind of dog. This description is the most common outside of the areas of the sightings now, and is often described this way in pop culture. With two descriptions for the creature, what could it be? The legend of El Chupacabra is well known in the southern states of the US, Puerto Rico, and parts of Central and Southern America. It's even changed the way it looks. But of course, there are theories behind this, so we'll take a look at them. The first theory today is that the attacks were perpetrated by vampire bats. Three species of blood-sucking bats live in the warmer climates of Central and South America. It's entirely possible that some of the victims were attacked by these bats. Except it isn't really. The vampire bat is quite small and wouldn't be able to suck all of the blood from a fully grown cow. It also doesn't explain the many mutilations found in some of the victims. The next theory is that it could be as simple as dog attacks. It isn't uncommon for wild dogs to attack an animal and leave it to die with no other injuries other than a bite mark. However, we once again hit the snag of the mutilations, which still don't make sense. Some of the sightings were accompanied with lights in the sky, leading some to believe that the creature is actually an alien being. Its original description is very similar to the aliens known as greys, with the large head and eyes. 
Alien abduction in animals is also known to come with mutilation, which does add up. If this is correct, that means there were hundreds of sightings of aliens in 1995 and 1996. Specifically in Puerto Rico, there is talk that the US government had been conducting top secret scientific experiments in the El Yunque rainforest. This could have led to the existence of El Chupacabra, who possibly escaped from the US facility. However, at the time, there was a massive anti-US sentiment from the country, and it isn't too far of a stretch to blame the US for the attacks if they already don't like that country. The discovery of the remains in the early 2000s led to some scientific study into the creature. The corpses were studied and looked at, and it was found that they were all wild dogs with mange. Most of them were coyotes, who suffer from extreme hair loss from the parasite. Mange is caused by mites burrowing under the skin, and these mites are the same type that cause scabies in humans. Domestic dogs don't often get mange, but wild dogs like coyotes and foxes don't have the ability to fight the parasites off. Severe cases of mange can lead to bacterial infections that give off a foul smell, hair loss and thickened leathery skin. The weakness this causes can lead to the animals attacking domestic livestock instead of hunting simply because it's easier. But once again, the mutilation is unaccounted for. Removing the skin or a skull is a difficult job and an animal afflicted with mange would likely not have the energy or strength to do so. One of the biggest theories involves the movie Species. It released in 1995 and coincides with some of the first reports from that year. The image of the promotional posters also corresponds with the original description of El Chupacabra. It's possible that the creature was made up and attributed to something attacking the livestock in the area. But if that's the case, what was causing the deaths? El Chupacabra attacked thousands of animals in the mid-90s, then just disappeared. We don't know what happened to it, or even what it was. If you're opening a farm or a ranch in the areas it's been seen, make sure you have some protection from it, just in case. The story and descriptions from this episode came from a Princeton document called A Chupa's Timeline and an ATI article called Inside the Chupacabra Legend and its Stories of Bloodsucking Terror. The theories from this episode came from the Princeton document, a How Stuff Works article called How Chupacabras Work, a National Geographic article called Chupacabra Science, How Evolution Made a Mythical Monster, and a Monga Bay article called Mystery of the Chupacabra Monster Likely Solved. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and still plan on posting short pieces of episodes on TikTok. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There is a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. 
The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree. And as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, and next week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, November 26th, so hold on until then. (laughs) 